Another episode of The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. Here's Bill Klaproth. Aortic stenosis is a progressive disease affecting more than 2.5 million people over the age of 75 in the United States. Treatment includes open-heart surgery. However, the transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or TAVR procedure, offers hope for high-risk individuals. Here to talk with us about the transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or TAVR, is Dr. Ramon Partida, interventional cardiologist at Marin General Hospital. Dr. Partita, thank you for your time. So first off, what is aortic stenosis? Thank you, Bill. It's great to be here and appreciate the invitation. So aortic stenosis is a common and fairly prevalent problem that we deal with. Our heart pumps blood all over the body, and uh, what kind of keeps things going in one direction there is the uh, valves that are in between each chamber of the heart. And uh, aortic stenosis is basically a problem in which the main heart valve coming out of the heart doesn't work as well as it supposed to. So essentially, it's a valve that gets uh, stuck over time and doesn't open well. So it makes it harder and harder for the heart to kind of do its job and and be able to pump blood throughout the whole body. So how would someone know if they have this? It's something that happens slowly over time. So sometimes it can be a little challenging to diagnose, kind of creeps up on you, if you will. But eventually, most people with uh, this problem will have one of a few main symptoms, one of the main ones would be uh, slowly progressive uh, shortness of breath, something that certainly uh, we all have at some point in life uh, if, we, if we exercise too much, for example. But, um, you know, these people will um, generally have become increasingly short of breath over time with uh, increasingly less and less activities. That's one of the main things So is, is the shortness of breath, like I mentioned. And some other people can also um, develop some chest discomfort or tightness, pressure in their chest. There could be some lightheadedness and dizziness. You know, in one kind of extreme circumstance, somebody could potentially just uh, lose consciousness, black out for some time. It's what we call syncope. So, you know, these are some of the three cardinal symptoms that we look for for patients that have uh, the severe version of this problem. So for someone diagnosed with this, let's talk about the TAVR procedure. Who is a good candidate for it? We've learned over time that uh, more and more people are good candidates for it. We used to treat this problem with open-heart surgery, like you mentioned. The recovery from an open-heart surgery, which is a major operation, um, can take you know, a week in the hospital, probably several weeks, to, if not months, to fully recover from the operation. So when this, uh, we initially started doing this procedure uh, a little bit over 10 years ago, we kind of focused our attention on, on patients that were not able to get uh, surgery because they were either too sick or, you know, they were not a good candidate for surgery in the first place. And what we learned is that that was certainly a much better treatment than the alternative of medications. Medications, what we learned, don't particularly help with this problem. So on what types of candidates did you focus on first? So initially, we focused our attention on patients that would not be able to get a surgery. And as we sort of gone over time and realized that this is a very, very effective treatment, we sort of lower the bar, if you will, in terms of how uh, risky an operation needs to be for a patient to be a candidate for uh, for the TAVR procedure. So we first kind of started off with patients that were not able to get surgery, realized that that was better than any alternative. Then we said, geez, should we kind of compare to those who are at high risk of surgery? Turns out it was just as effective and, and patients did just as well. 
then over time we say, well, what about kind of one step lower in folks who would be kind of in the middle range or what we in the medical field called intermediate risk for surgery. Um, and uh, that's kind of where we are now, where we've found that kind of everybody who is kind of in the middle range in terms of how risky a sur- an open heart surgery would be for a patient to be a candidate for this procedure. It's uh, very encouraging and it's very exciting because it sort of really provides a, an incredible, uh, you know, set of options for, for a lot of people. So how does the procedure work? This is minimally invasive, certainly not as intensive as open heart surgery. For someone listening that may be considering this or it's an option for them, how does this operation procedure work? Absolutely. So we delivered the heart valve through a catheter that in about 90, 95% of the cases were able to fit through one of the blood vessels in the leg, go in through the leg with some anesthesia and bring that catheter all the way up to the heart and use x-rays and ultrasound to locate exactly where the valve needs to be. Then uh, the valve gets set right in the place of where the old valve that wasn't working would be. So what happens to the old valve then? Essentially what we do is we kind of push the old valve out of the way, place our new valve right there in that same spot, and uh, the procedure takes approximately an hour. Right after that, patient that has a new heart valve, we essentially eliminate the problem of the aortic stenosis through a relatively minimally invasive procedure, as you will. After the valve is set and done, the catheters get removed. There's a little stitch that gets placed in the place where we introduce the catheter in the leg area, approximately six hours afterwards. So the patient's immediately awake and with it. And then about four to six hours later, we expect the patient to be sitting up and walking around uh, in the room. And then generally, how long is the person in the hospital? Depending on what other medical problems and so forth the patient might have, the expected stay in the hospital is probably in the order of one to two days for the majority of patients. And then after that, again, the vast majority uh, of folks are able to go back home and continue on with their lives. So the recovery is one of the most uh, remarkable things where it involves essentially a one- to two-day hospitalization for the vast majority of of patients. And the minority of patients in which we're not able to either fit the catheter, for example, through the the blood vessel in the leg, there are other alternatives, but that tends to be the minority of cases because nowadays we're essentially on the third generation of, uh, you know, third iteration of this technology. And we're really able to kind of uh, deliver and do the procedure uh, in the way that I described, which has been shown to be the the most effective and efficient for most. Totally amazing. Dr. Pardita, thank you so much for your time today and talking with us about the TAVR procedure. You've been listening to The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.